welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show with Bob Saget and the Thursday show, Allison's Alienating You, Jenna Diggs' Tiny Bunts, Daniel's A Ragtime Cowboy. But first, I would like to introduce fellow best friends tonight. I'm so excited. We've got some fresh meat. First, we have Mika. Welcome, Mika. Hello. I'm so excited to finally talk to you. I We hear your name all the time, and it's pronounced wrong every time. It's Mika, everybody. It's not Micah. You know her as Micah <laughs> on Twitter, but it's Mika, just so you guys know. No worries. No worries. That's fine. Anything's fine. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, anything you want to share. So I'm 28. I live in Canada. I grew up in Vancouver. I live in Ottawa now. Um, I'm a computer programmer. I work specifically on IVR systems, so any automated systems. When you call into a, any call center like a bank, you might have heard it on uh, Allison's show. They're complaining about it, but um, that's what I do. I design and develop that. I've been listening to the show, I think, since around 2012, and then I went back and I listened to all our episodes, and I'm really happy to be on the show today. This is such a dream, Lisa. Ah, I'm so glad. <laughs> wow, you're a computer programmer. You're pretty hot. Smart things and whatnot, but and from you know, it's, you're a third person. Yes, from we're Canada. representing yeah. good though. This is nice. We're showing up. Seriously, I didn't know you were from Canada. That's so cool. Yes, and okay. I'm French Canadian too. Probably um, the first of those. That is so, okay. So do you, so you speak French then? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay. I have a real love affair with the French language. I butcher it to death, but I love it. <laughs> I was obsessed with it for quite a while. High school, college, spare time. Love it. Wow. I also love hearing Jenna and Jenna speak French, which is really cute, and Al butchering it too. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'd also like to introduce Shara to the show. Welcome, Shara. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And everyone probably on Twitter knows you as Shira because that's what your name is pronounced like on Allison's show and other shows. Is Who, who else pronounces it that way? I know I've heard your name more than just Allison's show, right? Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. Exactly. And I know there was a, there was a request for uh, Shara from Leanne. So shout out to Leanne. She's like, we need to have her on. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, it's just Mika there was a shout out there was a request for you too but I don't remember who it was so whoever was like we need those two on it it happened and somehow you guys both picked the same day I'm like perfect it works out great <laughs> I was super excited to be invited but was also a little embarrassed because I felt like even though I try and at Allison for every time I tweet her I forget that other people can see it and so <laughs> My deep fixation with the podcast and with like wanting to nurture Allison right now is totally out there. And I'm like, oh, people, other people can see. Right. I forgot. We love that. it. Don't worry. Yep. I think we're all like-minded. I feel like there's probably 99.9% of Allison's fans. Um, let me backtrack. A hundred percent of her true fans are just like you. There is that point, whatever, that I somehow fell into the mix and still lingering around. But I think that you are definitely part of the group. You, I feel the same way. I'm sure everyone listening is probably like, yeah, me too. I know when I first started doing JMOs, I thought, oh, I don't want to like share my stuff, but I want to talk to Allison and she's so great. And, and, and that's 
so okay. much that I made a Twitter handle just for her show because I thought, well, I really want to interact with her show. And the other one can just be for everybody else. That's fine. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in Seattle, Washington. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I moved here to go to college. I am a mom of three. I have seven-year-old twin girls and 11-month-old son. Wow. And yeah, just super busy. Way busier than I thought I would be after having twins first and then a singleton. It's not like having one more kid. It's actually like having two more kids when you add to having twins. Oh, yeah. I but can't it, even imagine having twins. When Allison first was pregnant with twins, I thought, oh my gosh, she's just, just going for it. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. And as a kid, I yeah. romanticized having twins. And then when I had my first one, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> How I mean, how, yeah, as, how are you still I, sane? <laughs> how did you have a third one? <laughs> uh, on accident is... Um, <laughs> a surprise, right? Okay. Um, just because we struggled to get pregnant with our girls and we had to go to a fertility specialist. So it was a struggle and I've been pretty open with Allison about it, about my fertility struggles and trying to get pregnant and then when she was having twins, I immediately emailed her because she was very nervous about the idea of having twins. And a lot of people do romanticize it. Mm -hmm. And then it's not until you're in it that you're like, this is not at all easy. If you have, I guess if you have family and support around you, it's not as crazy the first year, but we didn't have that. We're both moved away from our family and it was just the two of us oh, and we had a man. postpartum doula oh. and first time wow. parents and it, it was a lot. And so immediately my heart went out to her and was like, if, if you carry two to term, get help with a nanny with a postpartum doula, ask your family to come. And then I was sad to hear that she did lose the other one just because having twins is such a special experience. But yeah. having one mm -hmm. baby is crazy making enough. So I think that a blessing in disguise for her because it's a struggle to be a first time parent. And I think because she is more vulnerable, because she's out in the public about everything, it's probably better that she only has one at a time for her sake. True. Very true. I can't even imagine. Of course, I wouldn't have wished any ill will on her, but for sure, I think it was the best. It just, it worked out. It worked out for the best for both of them, I think. And Absolutely. there are reasons yeah, why those true. things happen. So I think it was, it worked out. And I can't, I can't imagine having twins at all, but having them for my first, because the one I mean, your hormones are so crazy, and then now you're taking care of this this fragile human being that needs to stay alive. <laughs> and right. it's just exactly oh, just I just I look back on those times, and I think, of course, I was the same age as you are, Mika, when I had no, yeah, I, no, I was 29. Okay, wow. so, I was older. so I was got married when I was 28, had my first at 29, and my second at 30, and. Honestly, I wanted to have kids when I was 20, which only because right. my mom did. And I thought, oh, I, I romanticized that. I also romanticized having kids very close together because my brother and I were 13 months apart. And I thought, perfect. We were best friends. Mm. That's what I need to do. So after my daughter, after my son was born, 
uh, you know, you're supposed to wait for six weeks to have, you know, to start having sex again. And I started at like five yeah. weeks and I'm like, I want to get pregnant again. I want to do this all over again and have them close together. And luckily it didn't take as quick as that because my kids are 16 months apart. But still, it was crazy because I started doing the math and started thinking about it. It's about the age that Elliot and Sam are apart. Yes. No, I love that they're going to be able to grow up together. I think that's great. Oh, my gosh. Can you just think about maybe two years ago? Listening to Allison, listening to Jenna, kids weren't on the horizon necessarily. Allison was talking about it maybe and trying or maybe just starting to. And now they both have kids pretty much, you know, 15 months apart. It's just kind of crazy that they both had kids at pretty much the same time in general. (laughs) No, I think it's good to grow up with like kids around your same age as well, because I have younger sisters, but they're seven and nine years younger than I am. And I definitely noticed that the two younger ones like they have a completely different relationship than I have with either of them just because they're so close in age that I I wish I had like I used to wish I had a twin growing up just because like I would have had somebody else to share that whole experience with but now looking back I think like it's probably best that it was you know just me and then I was able to help you know with them growing up because I was older so I think for them it will all work out they have such a good relationship with all of them that like Elliot's gonna have so much love and I'm I'm so happy for for him and everything they have it's pretty neat to see and I know Jenna's gonna obviously probably have more than one (laughs) for sure yeah and I don't know if Allison's going to go through all of that again although I know a lot of people talk about going through the whole process and then having kids naturally without having to do all that so maybe that's, that's me. possible. Really? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you went through IVF and had twins and then just naturally had a third. Yeah, totally wow. unplanned, just as they call it, spontaneous pregnancy. <laughs> like spontaneous <laughs> combustion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I remember the day that I found out I was pregnant and... um I saw when they were checking me out and there was a box checked, you know, on the billing code sheet and it just says spontaneous pregnancy. It's like, well, that's one one way to put it. Pretty fitting. (laughs) That's what I would call it if I got pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Spontaneous. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny too. Like talking to my husband about it, we were trying to figure out when it happened. And I was like, well, I guess it was kind of spontaneous because if we go back and look at the dates, then he's a 4th of July baby. And so wow. like, we had a, a few too many drinks that evening, and indeed there were fireworks, I guess. I love so, that. <laughs> but I do wonder if um, if they'll do it again, Allison and Daniel. I wonder. They say sometimes that they might adopt or they would go over it, so I don't know really what their plans are. I don't think that they really have to think about it right now either. Like they should just enjoy this moment too, where they just gone through so much where yeah. hopefully, hopefully they're not thinking about that right now. It'd be too much. It would be way too much. Uh-huh. It would be exciting in the long run, but yeah, I think taking a break, enjoying what, I mean, the path that they've gone on to get to where they're at, just to just sit in it enjoy it and I think adopting would be pretty awesome I that's what I always wanted to do when I was younger I wanted to start having kids and adopt at the same time kind of like an Angelina Jolie type of thing just like I want all these kids (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that wasn't in the cards for me but Mm -hmm. 
And originally I wanted to have like 12 kids. And then once I had one, I thought, okay, maybe four. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it funny how re- reality is so yes. humbling? Like I'm the youngest of five and we had two and we're like, this is pretty hard. This is pretty yes. hard. It seems like everyone's just having one now. They're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm either having none or I'm having five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to just, I like that. Have none at all or just go for it. Yeah, all or nothing. That's pretty much how I live my life. <laughs> Everything in balance. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I like chit-chatting with you guys about parenting and just chitty-chatting. Chitty-chatting? Oh, boy. Chitty-chatting. Uh, chitty-chatting. It, it comes right after I the bang-bang. Bang. chitty bang, bang. Right bang, bang. <laughs> Oh, boy. Good. I'm glad I'm in good company here. <laughs> um, maybe we should talk about the Monday show with Bob Saget. He is back for a second time. Bob Saget, to me, it always rings a negative bell with me where I think, oh, the person with the shock value is going to come on and talk about like boners and and whatever he talks about. I don't even really know. But he was a really good guest. I really liked him on. Of course, he still has that... I think it just, maybe it's just ingrained in him to just have that sort of diarrhea of the mouth where like a bunch of stuff just comes out, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And you just take it with a grain of salt because a lot of things he was saying was really funny and interesting. And then he would go off for two seconds on something kind of off-putting or what, what have you. But I always thought that it was him being on Full House that made him have to like go so far the opposite but I didn't realize he was already sort of a dirty comic beforehand so I don't know what to make of that but anyways I liked him being on the show he talked about having a new relationship and I think it's funny when somebody turns 60 and now they're ready for a real relationship (laughs) I know after being divorced for 20 years yes (laughs) That that's um, a lot of poison to work out of your body for twenty years. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but see, see, no. gr- see, girls out there that are waiting that guy out. There's hope. No, <laughs> no. The thing is, like, I honestly have such a crush on Bob Saget. What? I think he's so sexy. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so do you, so, Mika. Do you have weird older guy crushes typically? No, or like he the exception. Not even. I just think he has something going on. I don't know if it's just like the charisma or just the way he talks or something like that. Like I also have like this like voice fetish thing. I just I love the sound of his voice. It, like I I needed to take a moment during that. But I also I also think. I did you guys look up his girlfriend on Instagram? No. Eat trouble. Yes, okay. I did. Yes, did I you? did. So, honestly, yeah. though, I am a hypocrite because I was disturbed about how young she was. And <laughs> I I don't know if that's like, is it progressive of me to think that he should date somebody more age appropriate? Or is it like not progressive of me at all to think that like he shouldn't be dating somebody so young? I, I really I don't know. I don't understand the whole situation, but I think it's progressive it was, uh, of you because I think when someone <laughs> turns 60 and they're just ready to date, and it's somebody that's really young, that tells me they're not ready to date. Yeah. Or that they're really serious. emotionally immature. Right. Yes. Thank you. If you're 60 and you're he just does finding have someone, daughters. how old is she, the new girl? 
The new woman, I don't know. as you said. She, I didn't see her age or anything like that, but she's probably like early 30s at most. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking she has to be like maybe 37, but she's like hot blonde, foodie, tattooed. Uh, yeah, she's hot, yeah. Yeah. That's like he did well mm. for himself. Like, I mean, I, I have to respect the dude, but at the same time, it's like you have daughters that are about the same age. That's weird. That's the weird part. It is weird. Because would he be cool with her, you know, his kids' daughters dating someone twice their age? Oh, Maybe. I would doubt Because <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Not to offend you with your, your lovability of him, but. No. <laughs> I understand it. I understand. You know what? I can't judge because I have really weird crushes on people and not necessarily older guys. It's just usually I find... Okay, I'll give you an example of one of them, which I don't have a crush on him anymore, is Patton Oswalt. Okay. I had a really big crush on him for a long time, and I think it's these guys that are... I don't even know what it is. It's like they... I don't even know. They're not like cool, you know. They're just kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, and I, no. I don't know how to articulate it because I'm going to say, oh, because I feel sorry for them. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sort of like s- something about them that attracts me to them, where they're not. They don't have egos. They just have like this where I can see through to their inner qualities, and maybe their outer qualities are totally horrible. But something about their personalities just shine so i don't yeah, know yeah it's a vibe thing yes it, yeah yeah i have a like weird older man crushes too like i don't know well stanley tucci isn't that old but he's like white guy balding and i think he's just like handsome as all get out and tom hanks I'm like he's he's amazing whoa i've loved tom hanks since i was in middle school and i still do i still love me some tom hanks <laughs> I love Tom Hanks movies, but I've never had a crush on him. I think I always wanted to be with someone like him, though, because his sense of humor seems like he just seems like a genuine good guy with a good sense of humor. Exactly. Just like your typical nice guy. You know, he'll treat you well. You'll never get into like any sort of real drama or anything. I yeah, I don't know many of those guys. (laughs) So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's dreamy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't never... think Bob is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't is. think so. And to tell you the truth, none of those guys <sighs> from Full House. Maybe Uncle Jesse for a brief minute when I was a kid because I'm like, oh, he's cool. But knowing how sleazy he is in real life made me right. totally not interested. And then Dave Coulier. I mean, every time I hear more about him, I keep wanting to hear something where I'm like, now I get... Why someone as cerebral and awesome as Alanis was with him, and I have not found it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Yes, a flatulence problem we hear on this episode. What? Oh, I don't get it. He's not even very cute. It's not okay. And I hate if he was listening. It's not like I care about cuteness, but if you're kind of the guy that does cut it out with your hand and you're kind of gooberish. You have to have something. I don't see what it is, except for you're on a show. I don't see anything else. No, I agree. I mean, maybe he's sweet or, like, really romantic, but then has terrible gas, which is (laughs) hard to get past. (laughs) But it sounds like he he met his match with his wife, who doesn't have a sense of smell. That's just now coming for now. (laughs) now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that... 
whole story. Every time. Every time I'm like, one of these days I'm going to hear something Dave Coulier related that I like. He's funny. I just uh-huh. don't. It makes me think less of Alanis, which I don't want that to happen. I want her to be up on this pedestal of wherever she is. Oh, she's great. Yeah. She's, yes. She seems superhuman to me. Jagged Little Pill, that'll be my album forever. I was going to ask if that's um, part of the requirement as a Canadian is to be Alanis oh. forever. Oh, yes. We all have to have that album. The government comes in and checks in on us every year and makes sure that we're listening to it. <laughs> is it is it done the same way as it is in America? Like, do they listen through your microwave? Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> I just threw my microwave out. I was sick of it spying on me. You're all later, eh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh... let's do a shout out to the our other canadians uh toby and hansy copperfield shout out to you i didn't know that hansy copperfield was a canadian she is and she's been having a lot of jamos lately if you can find an old episode of jamo patrol she well she's i don't know if she's ever been on the fan cast she was on this show when it was jamo patrol we she at least had a one-on-one interview and then she was on as a guest at least once, maybe twice, but I've wanted to have her back. She's got a great voice and she's really cool. So, but, and Toby's super cool too. He's the acrobat from the, darn it. I was going to say like, I knew exactly where, and then I just brain farted. All right. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> I think it's from Toronto. Yes. I think I remember that. Maybe. Yeah. The Toronto area, something like that, but he's pretty so. cool and he listens all the time. So Hi, yeah, he's great. He's really cool. You know what? is funny about Bob Saget. He and his new girlfriend, the way he met her, and I wanted to ask you two, because you two ladies are very attractive women, and men are... Okay, I'm not even going to say men. Boys are gross and creepy. (laughs) And I'm guessing you both have Instagram. I know you both have Twitter. What's up with the DM slippage? Have you had any weird come-ons have you had bob saget in your dms (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately not (laughs) not yet at least we'll see after this (laughs) should we tweet at bob saget and encourage him to slide into mika's dms no no i have a boyfriend anyways it's all good guys thank you (laughs) so have you had any you never know. Oh. I've, I've only had one interesting experience with that as far as someone trying to hook up. But I, I'm curious if that has happened to you girls. It was the guest from her show, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no way. Honestly, I was so curious. And I remember, I can't remember who the guest was, but I remember you telling them I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Uh, and I was like, did you, Lisa? Okay, I'll, tell, I'll tell you guys, but I'm not going to put it on. It was. He asked me out. No way. <laughs> no. I have um, not ever been hit on or flirted with online. And I always think because I'm always like tweeting about like motherhood or posting Instagram pictures about my kids that I come mm. off as like exceedingly matronly all the time. And so it would be a little flattering to have a flirt here and there instead of being like, I'm just in, I'm in momville. I'm in momville for the next 18 years. <laughs> 
Mika, what about you? Like, I've had a couple, but then afterwards, it's always just kind of, like, awkward. Like, there was one comedian who, I don't know, like, I don't even know if I should say this, but, like, I'll if anybody listened to Nikki Glazer's podcast, um, the Not Safe podcast that she had, she had a co-host on there. And he, I was liking a bunch of their stuff because I was listening to their podcast. I was a fan, obviously. And then he DM'd me being like, oh, I'm going to be at Just for Laughs in Montreal. And I was living in Montreal at the time. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I was just like, oh, sorry. Like, I have a boyfriend. But then it's like, I don't want to like any of his stuff anymore when I see. I even though I do just... like him as a comedian, it's like, <laughs> I don't really want to, like, bring that attention back on to me or anything. Like, but and, and this just goes to show, I mean, Bob Saget found his, his match, apparently, by trolling Instagram, basically. So it happens, That's and it crazy. seems like it becomes more often than not that it's... And for me, I always think, well, that picture doesn't look like me in real in real life, so then they're going to meet hmm. me in person and be like... I think uh, we do want to be friends, actually. <laughs> you know, you never know. So I just feel like there's not, it's not a good representation of who you are. But yeah. I was, it was curious that he was like... Bo- both of your pictures, I thought, okay, you guys are both very good looking girls, very good looking women. And to I was curious about that. But what you're tweeting, because if I was always tweeting like, oh, my husband and I went here, or my husband and I went there, and my kids are doing this... Then it probably, well, it never happens anyway, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It just happened the one time. Yeah, which is nice. Like, it's refreshing for me because I feel like, cool. Like, I don't think I'm everybody's taste anyway, so that's fine. Like, I just want to go under the radar and just have, I don't want to have that awkward confrontation or situation. It's just easier to just talk with people that want to talk about Allison and be on this show. And that's about it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, you don't want to be everyone's taste anyways. Oh, no. It's like half of me is like, why isn't... I'm like, oh, it's fine. That's easier this way. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Yeah. You put as many filters on your picture and people still realize what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they brought up the... This is a total, like... But they brought up the mysterious corn and the newborn poop, but they never got to the end of why it happens they just were talking about the fact first of all that bob saget is so sweet that he actually saw her tweet and felt the need to mention hey just so you know i am not using your tweet in my you know comedy or i'm not stealing from you or whatever it is the fact that he even thought that is pretty sweet of him and thoughtful but mysterious corn in the newborn poop i don't remember this do you remember i do you do (laughs) okay i do yeah well you had having having an 11th month old Okay, and what it, did you ever figure out what it was or look into it, or you just said, eh? You know, I didn't really think it looked like um, like corn. I think it looked more like mustard seed instead of Ooh. baby corn. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. This, is this ringing any bells for you? I, but not, I think I it's the just... Green, the super green, like, what's it called? Like soft The serves? sticky tar-like poop. <laughs> there was that, but then there was, like, the green... <laughs> there was a certain time where I was taking care of my friends' babies at the same time, and they were about a month apart from my kids. So I had four kids that were, like, one and zero all at once, and I just remember a lot of green, weird-smelling poop. <laughs> but I don't remember the corn or the mustard Yeah, seed. I... Yeah, it's hard to figure out. I don't know if it's just part of the last of whatever was sustaining them in utero working out of their digestive tract. Maybe it's like placenta pieces or something. That's gross. 
All right, I'm looking it up right now. I need to know. Because they didn't finish the conversation of why, which maybe nobody cares, but I kind of do. <laughs> Newborn poop. <What laughs> yeah, you just had that joke about cream corn coming out of her... <laughs> her... <laughs> which I don't think is the case. No, I don't... I mean, I'm no scientist, but... Oh, great. Nah. There's 14 types of baby poop. Okay. There's oh the black God. tar. There's the half and half. That's transitional. There's the mustard. That's the one I'm remembering. It's the breast yeah. milk poo. It's like yellowish green. That's like soft serve. That's for babies who are exclusively breastfed. Okay. And then peanut butter. Oh, boy. Whoa. Pea soup. Oh. The frothy green poop. Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Seeing red. Ah. Uh, what? White is no, a ghost. Thank you. And I am the night black tinged poop. No. Slip and slide the... The mucus streaks poop? Oh, boy. Berry treasure. Okay. Uh, I think I'm on the wrong... I think I'm on the wrong website. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> not, not to cut in, but it what my internet expert says, Ooh, breastfed you. poop typically looks like Dijon mustard and cottage cheese mixed together oh. and may be dotted with little seed-like flecks. Interesting. Okay, so that's probably what it is. You see, guys... You see why you have it easy? This is the disgusting stuff that we have to deal with. <laughs> Not to mention everything else, but this is like another... Once this is what I've said from the beginning is Allison has gone through so much... She went through so much just to get pregnant. Then going through the pregnancy, mm-hmm. that didn't seem very easy. And then the most horrific sounding... Uh, birth situation besides you know yeah. the ultimate worst but just a hard hard labor and now you have to deal with everything else now you get to deal with li- raising a human being it's like the the craziest thing in the world <laughs> not that the man doesn't have to do that too sorry that was uh <laughs> yeah and shout out to daniel for doing such a good job as a first-time dad seriously definitely a lot a, of help she is a really good partner in Daniel. It, it's going to be hard, but with the two of them going through it together and not looking at each other as the enemy as, as the partner, it's just they're going to go through it and it's going to be hard, but they're going to make it through and they're just going to say, okay, we made it through and we're going to be closer because of it, which is going to be kind of amazing. And this could c- connect to being bosom buddies, which I really wanted to bring up because I didn't realize that Bob <laughs> S- <laughs> they're going to be bosom buddies, but Bob Saget worked on that show. And that was yet another show that raised me. Bosom Buddies was one of the earlier shows, but I didn't realize he was a part of that too. Not that he was a creator or anything, but he was the, the, the warm up guy. Thank you. The audience warm up guy. And that show was a huge part of my childhood and then Full House was a huge part of my childhood in a different, a total different era. Where are you guys on Full House and where are you on Fuller House? Mika, do you, uh, have you seen Full House? I don't know I watched about growing up in Full Canada. House growing up. Yeah, no, we had Full House growing up, but I haven't seen any of uh, Fuller House, but I liked Full House quite a bit. I've seen Full House, watched it. I feel like everybody else in our age group growing up every time it was on with our family and I mean, I have four siblings and was it like Thursday night TV was the ritual? Oh. I can't remember. Or and then was, they had, um, or TGIF. Yes. TGIF. Yep. But I haven't seen any of the fuller house and I kind of had interest in it, but I can't handle the politics of Candace Cameron. 
So I won't watch it. <laughs> See, this is the thing that happens with celebrities. When they talk too much about their own politics or when you know too much about their lives, even if it's not politics, if you know too much about their drama or whatever, a lot of times I can't watch a movie that somebody's in where I know too much about what's going on in their lives. I need to be taken out of reality to watch a show or a movie, not to be thinking, oh, this person is sleeping with that person or is cheating on her or whatever it is. Yeah, her and Kirk Cameron are an, an interesting bunch of people, but both of their shows were definitely part of my upbringing for sure. Isn't that funny that they were on both on shows that were so instrumental in our development? Yes. So socially, if not anything else, and you couldn't have, I, I should say, couldn't have grown up to have different practices in my life about what it means to be a good person, to be a loving person, to be a moral person. I'm not religious, but I, I mean, I understand what it is to live by a code or like have a personal compass. And it's so different from these shows that they were both in that influenced us. You, I was trying to add to it and I couldn't because it was too well said. <laughs> no, but it is weird when people have such like a public persona where they say all their politics, they try to like say all their beliefs and everything like that, but then they also have these acting careers where you're supposed to just believe them as these characters when you know so much about who they are as a person. Where it's almost like you have to make a choice. Like with a lot of stand-up comedians, because a lot of their comedy is around you know, their lives and what they go through and their thoughts and their opinions. So you can kind of look to them for more guidance and say like an actor where they can say these things, but then go into these roles where they don't really have to be who they are. It's just, I don't, I don't really know, but that's kind of what I was thinking about based on what you're saying, Shara. Yeah, it's, um, I liken it to when I think about Candace and Kirk Cameron, like the shock around the whole Bill Cosby thing, where he was uh-huh. Dr. Huxtable, my yeah. entire developmental stage of like, you know, going through a lot of things that some of the Huxtable kids are going through. And then you find out that he's a total dirtbag. It's yes. shocking to That's find so out. That's so true. Mm-hmm. He was someone I look, he was another one of my fathers, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then seeing that is just, ugh. And of course, you know, they're playing a character, but still they're portraying something. You have to think some part of them is in their character a little bit. Maybe not a serial killer playing a part, but maybe they want to have that, oh, I'm going to play the opposite of who I am or whatever. But it's just, it seems strange that he knows the whole world is identifying with him as that and that's a good person and he's the complete opposite of that. Right. But to Bob Saget's defense, I find him much less creepier than Bill Cosby. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That could be in uh, some wedding vows with him. You know, I saw him on the street and Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bob quite telling. Saying, yeah. Bob Saget also has something. I relate to him where he says he has old men friends. I have old people friends, which hopefully none of them are listening, but which, you know, if you're older, you're not, it's not like, it's not relative. It's literal. It's you're older, you're not. And I relate to people who are older and I love being around. I love 
going to the Elks Lodge and being around all these people that have had more than one life already. And like, just, I don't know what that is. And I know Allison said, oh, you're, you know, because your dad died to Bob. And I know my dad wasn't a big presence in my life. And I always thought, well, maybe I'm replacing that. But it's not just men. And I've never been attracted to older men. It's always friendships. I love being friends with people who are older than me. And I don't know what that is. I think it's replacing a lot of family that I didn't have, like aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. It's probably a lot of things. But for some, and people that have lived and have this history, I love being around people that have been through things and can have these amazing stories. So I don't know if that's what he goes through. And I don't know, do you guys have that at all? Or are you just. My husband is my old man friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that jokingly because we have a 14-year age difference. Oh, wow. And it never really comes up that often. But when it does, it's really funny. Like when we talk about when he was like in law school and I was in middle school. Weird. <laughs> and and um, like he never watched the Cosby show. And there, so there are a lot of cultural references that don't mesh for the two of us. Um, and then when we talk about life experiences, we have, we think about his parents because his parents have a 20 year age difference between the two of them. We think about how my mother-in-law has experienced so much of her life with her husband than without him. And, but I lived a pretty full life before I got married. So I was sort of fast forwarded closer to my husband's like emotional and life experiences age to put it politely (laughs) Um, but my father-in-law is 91 and he is such a cool smart creative guy and has like all these very interesting life experiences um and is truly the oldest person i've had a chance to have extensive conversation with and Talking with him makes me wish that I wasn't so put off by the grouchiness of some senior citizens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I wish that I had more older friends in my life because my father-in-law is so interesting. You need to join your local Elks Lodge because... First of all, they're all nice. They all want to tell you their stories. And they all, some of them that I've talked to have passed now who, there was one guy that was at Pearl Harbor and he's telling us stories about it. And just, it. I mean, he was there, you know what I mean? Just crazy, these stories that they have and they have all these just life experience that, and they want someone to tell Trust me, everybody right. else is yeah. like, cool, we're good. Their family's like, yeah, we're bored of your stories, and I just eat it up. So, yeah, it, there, there, are pl- there are places, there are definitely curmudgeons that ruin it, but in general, there's so many older people that are just so, I don't know, I just want to hear everything they have to say, because once they're gone, that's all gone, you know? That's yeah. the thing. They're the most interesting people. Like, I love, I love older people. Like, most of my friends are older than I am. And I just like having their perspective. And even myself, like, one thing that I like about growing up, like, getting older, is that I can finally feel like I'm more comfortable with myself because I've always felt like I was so much older than I am. And now it's like I'm finally growing into, like, who I'm supposed to be. And, like, even I took one of those, like, buzz like personality quizzes being like oh what's your real age I literally got 80 they literally told me I I probably am 
we would have been having the same outcome as you. Right, Raphael? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> and so I love surrounding myself with that because I feel like that's something, like I can't relate to people my age or younger. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't click. And so I'm, I'm always thankful for people who have kind of more experience, who have lived more fuller lives, more, I don't know, that just, it's, it's more interesting. I think so. And I think, I, I know they always talk about the millennials and everything. And of course, everyone thinks, you know, the generations before them and after them are just the worst and whatever. But the one thing that I noticed between my generation and maybe the surrounding generations, because I feel like I'm on the cusp of two. But millennials, to me, never seemed like they related to the past. It always seemed like they were looking towards the future and not mm-hmm. appreciating the past. So hearing you say that is really awesome, because I don't think that's in general. I think that's what is the difference. It feels like for me, I always look towards the past before I was even born. Same. Not just my own past but to my parents past and my grandparents past and I'm just so interested in what came before and looking backwards and I felt like that was a lot of millennials they almost act as if they're the first ones to do anything and whatever they do is right which I'm sure every generation is pretty much that way but looking backwards is what I feel like they don't do and that's maybe I look backwards too much (laughs) where no I'm with you trust me I'm not interested in the future I'm more interested in the past if anything you know this is a good not a great segue but on the last episode I talked about being obsessed with listening to you must remember this podcast and I was going to talk more about it, but we didn't get to what I wanted to talk about. And it's all about Hollywood and the first uh, the first century of Hollywood. And I wanted to shout out to Paul because he is the one that turned me on to this podcast. And I am beyond obsessed with it. I mean, having a fan cast about Allison's show doesn't even say how much I'm obsessed with this other show. <laughs> <laughs> like... I am so I'll have to check it out. It's I, I love first of all, he listens to it and he was never really I think he's not he didn't he wasn't a big Hollywood fan or he wasn't into it, but he likes listening to it. So that alone he likes it. But and I'm of course putting words in his mouth just based on a tweet. But I have been obsessed with Hollywood and everything about it forever. And everything I can learn about it and of course there are so many there's so much out there to read, but this podcast each episode talks about certain people and certain subjects and people that are maybe have been forgotten and not talked about and scandals. And I can't get enough of it to the point where I go, I went to her website and every single book she's referenced, I've purchased every single book, like in the past. Like I don't, I think I've gotten up to episodes. She's has almost a hundred episodes and I think I've purchased every single book up to like episode, I don't even know, 70 ish, 80 ish because I'm obsessed and I love reading so much and I need more. And I just, and of course Hollywood's in my, in my backyard and I never ever go there. And I used to all the time and it's a disgusting place. Like if you've never, if you go there now, you're like, what is this horrible disgusting place but when i go there i see like it's like a weave world like i see this interwoven world of the past still there that really isn't there but i just see it in my head so i just it's i romanticize it and listening to this podcast just takes me there so that was a, a a gratuitous shout out 
to Paul and to talk about this podcast that I am totally obsessed with, but also talking about the past and history. And like, I love learning more and more about history and I'm really drawn to Hollywood. There's other things, but that one, I mean, having a podcast about it, I'm like, thank you. That's right up my alley. I just need to like listen and absorb as much as I can. But if you're interested at yes. all in old Hollywood, for sure, give it a listen because it's awesome. I'll check it out. I'm super interested in it. I listened listened to a few episodes after you talked about it. Uh, The last one I heard was the one where I think it was Frank Sinatra, his album where he went into space or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that was her technically her second episode, but on iTunes, it's it's her first episode. Because if you look back, there's a Kim Novak episode that is quote-unquote lost. If you Google it, you can listen to it. Anyway, the that one, oh my gosh. My husband and I, okay, I ordered those records. It's a trilogy <laughs> <Yes>. from Frank <laughs> Sinatra. The trilogy is past, present, and future. And it was just about going, he's in space and whatever. And I thought, okay, I need to buy these records. So I got them. And my record player hasn't been working for however long. So we finally just fixed it. And I was telling my husband about this, and he's like, what are you even talking about? So, also, him and I don't smoke a lot of pot. But on the last episode, I did talk about smoking pot. This is the same experience, so don't think that I, it's a thing. But him and I both decided <laughs> we're going to smoke some pot, and we're going to listen to this. This is going to be the fucking Frank Sinatra episode that we're going to listen to. No, so we listened to yes. Frank Sinatra in Outer Space, and it was beyond crazy there was three two one and he's talking about being on uranus and i'm just (laughs) (laughs) what is happening oh my god i need to do that i need to do that (laughs) it was so so worth the three dollars on on ebay to buy those records oh my god i'm buying them right now please do it i he said how come nobody knows about this? I said, this is why I listen to the show because of all these things that nobody remembers or talks about. And these are records he put out and he's talking about being in space. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't know? Because I only listen to the greatest hits, you know, like yeah. that's the only album I have. <laughs> and he does... I want to hear about your right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so torn because there are already two songs that I want to do for this episode, but I really now feel like I need <laughs> to do some sort of Frank Sinatra in outer space. Seats are now available on the satellite special. What time does the next miracle leave? I want to be on board. Save me a seat by the window where I can see all those marvelous things to be seen out there. It's beyond insane. Oh, and I know on the show she talks about every time she has a party or a get-together, she throws that on as the first record all the time. So him and I, we decided, okay, anytime we're going to play records, we're playing that one first. That's just going to be the thing to get the the mood going. <laughs> and everyone's just going to be... Such a great conversation piece, <laughs> yes. too. This is Frank <laughs> Sinatra, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There were only two more things from Monday that I even wanted to mention because we've been 
This has been really fun. We've just been chit-chatting. Bob Saget talked about hearing somebody laugh in the audience where they, they laughed so hard they accidentally farted. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, as, as yes. a mom of three and with having my bladder compromised from pregnancy, <laughs> like, the involuntary is my worst nightmare. Oh, like, that... he finds it hilarious and I'm terrified of it. Yes. The worst is, okay, sorry, guys. Or women who haven't had kids yet, but when you go back to having sex afterwards, and the only thing you're thinking about is not farting, it's not pr- it's not sexy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm already thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nightmare. Breath, <laughs> you're like, just oh my god, don't fart. <laughs> and if you do, please don't be smelly. <laughs> You know, whenever I take care of my, well, I help my mother-in-law out during the week. Once she got sick, I kind of go over and I take care of her and she can get around now. She's fine. But every time she bends over, I'm like, please don't fart because their house is so quiet. Everything's quiet. Every time she gets up or bends over, I'm like, please don't fart because I can't pretend that I didn't hear it. It's too quiet in here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so... Oh my gosh. Just wait until... I was going to say my um, my father-in-law has lost most of his hearing. And oh, no. when we go and visit my in-laws, I probably shouldn't be saying this probably should be cut. <laughs> my <laughs> mother-in-law will just let him rip because she's used to him not being able to hear her fart. <laughs> and she doesn't realize that the rest of us can still hear. And so she'll just like tear it up. And we're like, oh, holy shit. Like, lady, (laughs) not everybody in the house is deaf right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody's deaf. (laughs) Such an awkward situation it puts you in, though, because you're like, oh, do I not say anything? Do I just look around awkwardly? Do I pull out my phone? What do I do? (laughs) Yeah, the first time it happened, like... She was totally unawares, and I felt like I was bright hot, and like every crevice that I have was filled with sweat immediately because I wasn't sure what to do about it. (laughs) There's only so much small talk where you're like, well, we all do it. I don't know. Or do you pretend not to hear it? I mean, even today, I was at my mother-in-law's. I was helping her with stuff, and she bent over to do something, and then she came up and she made a comment as if she did cut one. And I thought, well, I didn't hear anything, so am I supposed to make her feel better or just pretend like I don't know what she just said she just said something I'm like I don't know if you farted but I'm pretty sure I should have known I don't know but she is someone who every year it's at least one holiday she cuts one like we're at Christmas she'll scoot to get some presents and she has like we call them bubblers now because it's like put 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 And, uh, oh God! There, there was one year at Easter she got up at the table and did, and then I think my father-in-law was the one last time at Thanksgiving or something. He got up and ripped one. I thought, oh my gosh! And their house is like the windows haven't cracked for like twenty years. They still have mauve carpet. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. So. There, yeah. There's no music in the house. There's nothing except for fart noises or silence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't look forward to those days as 
I don't want to be loosey-goosey with my farts. I, I've talked about it on this show before that I don't want to do that. Although when my husband was gone a couple weekends ago and he was camping and it was just me and the kids, I was like, wow, cool. I can just be myself because around the kids, whatever, <laughs> we all, if they do it more than I do. They do it all day long. So then I'll do it and they think it's hilarious, but I won't do not. I will not do that in front of my husband. Oh, another <laughs> side note. When I do edit, I have my earbuds in or my headphones on and I'm editing for some reason. I think, oh, I can't hear myself. So I'm going to go ahead and cut one. And I think, oh my gosh. <laughs> Lisa, not everybody in the house is deaf right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, thank goodness I haven't been called out on it, but yeah. We haven't we were at that point for a while where there were some slippage, but I've made it known early on that farting to me is very unattractive as far as a sexual being so if you're farting that means you don't want me to go by in that you know you're fumigating i don't want to go there it's funny but i'm not going to go down there or near it (laughs) my sister's ex-husband could like fart at will which was something i never i still don't understand i feel like for me, it's very tied to my digestion. And so, like, I feel like I need to be at or near a bathroom if I'm going to fart. <laughs> but my my sister's ex-husband, he would just constantly fart and, like, stand against you and fart Ew. or, like, Dutch oven you. That's weird. Um, and um, so my nephews grew up with, like, that being their regular prank practice, which is very hard to untrain them when they joined the civilized world, like going to school and you're not supposed to throw your fart in somebody's face. Oh my gosh. When you palm bomb somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, see, there's so much that you do as a parent when you think, okay, they're going to have to be out in civilization and be at school and you don't want them Dutch ovening the little girl next to them. (laughs) Or their their teacher. Or their teacher. (laughs) There's so many things where I think, okay, let's style it down a little bit, but oh man. I feel like Allison's irrational fear of Rodentia getting into her butt. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I sent in a JMO a long time ago about when I go to the movies, I have a fear of mice running across my feet or bugs. And I remember her talking about the whole worrying about them going in her butt, which let's say you're trying to put something in your butt. It's not like it's super easy. Not by, exactly. Not, That's my point. <laughs> That's my point. It's made as an exit, not as an entrance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, a mouse trying to get in there would have to really try, and you would know it was trying. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, I um, had a friend many moons ago tell me, like, talking about, as you said, it's an exit, not an entrance, and, like, why trying anal sex is so uncomfortable. And she was like, look, if it was that big of an orifice or if it opened and closed that easily, every time you farted, it would end with a clap. (laughs) And... And I can't, I can't find exactly how to put that into 140 characters for Allison, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, that might but, need to be a uh, Facebook. You yeah. need to ease her rat butt fear. Okay, I don't know what, what show was I watching the other day where they were talking about some spider laying eggs in somebody's neck or ear or something. And then I had some weird dream about it. And I thought, okay, that's more reasonable because it's a spider while you're sleeping. 
If a rat or a mouse is trying to get into your butt, they're like, first of all, there's got to be something really yummy to eat in there. <laughs> because there's a word to get in there. <laughs> but, yeah, that fear is interesting. I worry more about it than just touching my feet. Like, I don't want something touching my feet when I'm watching a movie or no. in bed. I, oh, no. Um, so I wrote down at the beginning of the episode, they were talking about eating through the rectum of life. Oh, yeah. And that. <laughs> that reminded me, I think it was probably like a month ago now, but whenever that episode with Raphael and Megan where they're talking about eating the booty like groceries, <laughs> like that was immediately my f- <laughs> my first thought <laughs> because that was probably the funniest moment like in history of like the show because that was just so awkward for Megan and Raphael was like, well, what else are you going to do as a lesbian? <laughs> I just thought that was thumbs, thinking, what else is there? You might as well eat your butthole. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was just classic for me. I, I loved it. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're not a fan of uh, eating booty like groceries? Either way? Giving, receiving? Uh, no? no, thank you. I'll, oh. I'll decline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't go to that salad bar. I prefer, you know, just a. I just, I just as my age climbs, my curiosity declines. It's just. Um, <laughs> I feel like curiosity and intox- intoxication goes hand in hand because yeah, right? now I think, eh, uh, I'm I'm too sober and too old for any of that stuff. I I'm already worried about not farting. Do, do you really want to be eating the groceries and no, no, no. Like that requires a Agreed. lot of hygiene, like, and planning. That's like, yep, I gotta planning. eat at a certain time. I have yep. to take a shower. I might yes. have to go get waxed. Yeah. Wax, I might shower. need advance notice for you, sure. At least a week because you have to eat the right thing. To... <laughs> yeah. Let me get on a high fiber diet first. <laughs> Or maybe a really low one. I don't know. See, yeah, I don't exactly. Know. I'm sure there's a book out there, the the eating groceries all anal diet, but I don't know what that is. Oh, I would want it all out. That's all I know. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh! Yeah, the visual of coming out of the anus. That the visual is hilarious. But the everything he was saying. That's exactly the diary of the mouth. Where he didn't come in thinking that. He's never probably thought that before. And that's what came out. It was just blah. <laughs> that's what I love about him, though. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He <laughs> seems like a very, like, fluid, free-form thinker. Like, he does. Like, stream of consciousness might still have some psychedelics or something in your body where this seems like the next rational leap, but it's really a crazy far-fetched jump i also wonder if maybe he just looked in the mirror and was like i need to do anything the opposite of what i look like <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, <laughs> all right let's talk about thursday uh we were her little bugles once again which i feel like there have been many repeats over and over again of the carbs i don't know if you guys are on patreon but I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I think that certain Patreon 
bonuses should be naming the carb and then you get, oh, you know, who Mika says we're her little gnocchi or whatever. And I think that would be worth an extra dollar or two or whatever. But if you're not on Patreon, it's totally worth it. Patreon.com. Yeah. So Bugles, uh, it was a recent one and there have been a lot of repeats. Have you guys noticed this or is it just me because I write it down and talk about it every week? <laughs> <laughs> I have not noticed the repeats, but also at the same time, I feel like I key in after she announces the carb because I try to avoid triggers that make me want to eat nothing but carbs and starches for the rest <laughs> of the 90 minutes that I'm going to be listening. <laughs> okay, so it's, it, it was the worst with snack chat. To sorry, not sorry at all. I do occasionally, but okay. not regularly. Because their show makes me want to binge makes me binge on everything bad it makes me feel like oh it's cool they eat this all the time i should be eating this all the time it almost gives me a green light to just eat junk food and i'm really far behind on the shows but for a time i just was giving in to everything oh sure that's fine it, they're eating on the show i need to eat it it was sub like subliminally or not subliminally just like getting into my psyche and part of my life yeah i um have that with the jenna tries account which i have followed and unfollowed yep. and refollowed four times now same spaced and i looked at the name logan and i just like brain farted i'm like <laughs> logan. Uh, logan. i love love so bad. that colonel jeff brought that back and it didn't even go with what he was saying he's like guess what i want to bring back it's gonna be this i'm just gonna fit it in there and he played it over and over again and it was hilarious um and the fact that One Jenna has friends that are girls named Logan, which is interesting. Those were some crazy made-up Utah names. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Utah. This is the thing. There are certain other cultures that have a lot of weird names. I didn't realize Utah was one until hearing them talk about it. Okay, so one of my friends, their kid's name was Ladasha. And it was okay. spelled L-E with a dash A. Ladasha. That's awful. <laughs> and I've heard That's that, just cruelty. It's so bad because if you see L E dash A, you're gonna think Leah, Leah. Exactly. Exactly. But mm -hmm. for me, like I wanted to name my kids just super traditional, easy to name names because I didn't I'm talking to two people that are Shara and Mika. <laughs> only because my sister my sister had a normal name, but it was spelled differently, and it plagued her all her life. But also, she was she was insecure also, so she didn't know how to handle it. But And then she ended up naming her son something totally weird. But it was something that she hated my mom for for so long that people couldn't say her name right. For me, I have an easy name. Everybody knows what my name is, and it's spelled the way everybody else does. So I'm curious if you guys have heard any other names like Ladasha, or are you fed up with people mispronouncing your names, or are you like, meh, whatever? I'll let Mika answer first. <laughs> um, well, I have some friends who have, you know, different names, but also I've wanted to change my name to Susan for so long, and I think I still will. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm a Susan. You are 80. <laughs> BuzzFeed is right, I swear. Are you sure but, you want to be Pearl or Edna or something? 
maybe, maybe. <laughs> Add oh. those to the list. <laughs> Susan, but that is so cute. <sighs> I love it. I great. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's just easier to have like a name that everybody can say, everyone can spell. Like even I have one friend named Sarah who doesn't have an H at the end, just S A R A. And even that, like, that's still annoying for her. That, like, it's like, oh, it's Sarah, but no age. Like, it's an extra step that you don't really need. It's all about efficiency. Just get it. That's get a name thing. over with. It's all about communication, and it's all about getting through, like, yeah, we're all we're all different. We're all special, blah, blah, blah. But to have to spend the extra calories and time to say, oh, it's actually this. Like, that's what I didn't want mm-hmm. to do with my kids. But I also had that feeling that everybody go, every parent goes through, and Allison was talking about where, well, I want to name them something totally different and, and spell it differently. But ultimately, I didn't do that. Maybe it was just because my my own myself of not having to. No, it's actually this because I dealt with that with my maiden name for my whole life of people mispronouncing it forever, and mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, my kids now, their name, my married name is easy for people to figure out. They kind of can mispronounce it, but it's, I really don't care. People mispronounce it all the time. I'm like, I don't even know. I wasn't, I wasn't born with that name. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> but, um, exactly. so Shara, I'm sure you, you get it mispronounced also. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? Did you go the same route with your kids? Um, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but they definitely don't have traditional names like one of my daughters is juniper oh my god i love that i like that and when we sent out the announcement or like if we were on the phone with somebody i can't tell you how many people thought that we named her jupiter and i'm not sure (laughs) if it was like due to our sleep deprivation or i'm a terrible mumbler and people were like, that is so weird that they would name one of them Jupiter. <laughs> What's the other one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Juniper is so freaking darling. And it's different, but it, well, I was going to say, but everyone's going to know what you're saying. But people are going to think you're saying Jupiter. That's insane. Do they yeah, still? And my, yeah, it's constantly. Or now, like when we sign them up for activities, people will think that it's a typo on the sheet and we'll call for Jennifer. Uh, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's a pretty big swing from Juniper to oh, Jennifer. Yeah. People want it to be what they want it to be. No matter what, yeah. they're, they'll see something subtle and they're like, this is what it is. Juniper yeah, it's is always so, trying to so make it more cute. comfortable. I yeah, we love it. Other names. And I, I love Juniper. For me, like, if I try and pass things past anybody, they're like, uh, just looking at their face, like, okay, there's a good reason not to ever pass it. You just name your kids the way, the way you want to be named and they can either be strong enough to deal with it or they're going to be like my sister and be big whiny babies. But that reminds me of the Key and Peel episode with the substitute teacher. Have you seen that episode no. where no. he is mispronouncing everybody's names and there's a Aaron and D nice and Jaquilin. <laughs> I feel like your sister's name would have been a good fit for that episode. Oh, for sure. Well, especially my, no. I'm Lisa, my, hu- my, my husband. Oh, Freudian. <laughs> well, my husband and my brother have the same name. So I'm Lisa, my brother's Michael, and then my sister's. So, and she looked different than both of us. So it was just like. 
from the get-go, she just was, I am not part of the family because I'm this weird one or whatever. She was the weird one, but it wasn't her name that made her weird. All right, this isn't the the Lisa therapy hour again. Uh... Okay, so I couldn't relate more to Allison. Number one, two things. Okay, she talked about getting her mother-in-law came over and was like, I'm going to do everything for you. I, it wasn't necessarily my mother-in-law, but, and she was trying to figure out, is it just the mother-in-law? And I thought, no, my mom was like that. I had a friend that was not a great friend before I had kids, not really after, but right in the, the good zone where I just had the kids, she was an amazing friend. And she came over and she was like, we called her wife number two because she was like, go take a nap, go do this, go do whatever you need to do. And these angels that come in when you're a new mom are, if I could be that for somebody else, that's why I think that's why I want to be Allison's nanny so bad because I feel like I've been there. I know what she needs and I just want to go in and just sweep the baby out and just let her, recuperate and relax have it yes relax and not worry but these people that come in and do that are just they really are angels and i don't sherry you were far away from everybody so did you have that still did you or what was your situation we had a postpartum doula oh right and um it was laughable because Uh when we were interviewing she came highly recommended and she was our first choice pick before we even met her just like on paper and from talking to other parents. But um, so when we decided to hire the doula that we hired, she was like, okay, so you'll call me the day that you go into labor and then I'll be there with you to come home. And when we were in our parenting class, there was a mom there who told us, oh no, no, you're not going to want anybody there. You're going to want a couple of days to get to know your babies, to spend time alone and have it just be you guys. And that was the worst advice we ever received. We were one day home with the twins and I hadn't slept since giving birth. And I just told my husband, like, you'd better call somebody or you're going to get it. Call somebody right now. (laughs) And luckily our postpartum doula was able to come. Like she had made an adjustment in her schedule expecting that would happen. And thankfully she did. And then after that, like we had family that would come. My husband has an aunt that's here or my friends would come, but I didn't get that kind of pampering. Like People wanted to come and hold the baby and like talk to me and I just wanted to go to sleep. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Or they would be like, let me hold the babies or feed the babies and you can make a meal or you can catch up on your laundry. And now I think like, no, you should be folding my laundry. Like if you're going to come over here, you should be making my meals. You shouldn't be like telling me, oh, I'll hold the baby so you can do this. Like you can manage. I'm exhausted. I and that's what I don't I'm not around a lot of people who are just having babies so that's where I feel like I want to give back that gift because the first time that I was able to just run errands by myself which of course I was a little like two weeks in or three weeks in it was like oh my god I can just go and take care of this okay the number one thing two things actually taking a shower for the first time and maybe a couple times after but and taking a nap <laughs> Because you don't get any sleep and having someone come and say, go take a nap. For me, if it was any day like today, hey, go take a nap and be like, okay, cool, thanks. But I can't can't take a nap. 
But at that time, you're so exhausted. It's the most exhausting thing in the world. And all you can dream about is sleep. And you're literally a zombie and a crazy person. And for someone to come in and say, go take a nap, is like, it's like winning the lottery. So for her mother-in-law to come in and do that is just... It's magical. And I know they're trying to speculate, oh, you know, how grandparents are coming and they feel like they're reliving raising their own kids. And I think that is part of it. I know my mom was like, she came in more, like she wanted me to go take a nap, but she also was like, I'm going to come clean. I'm going to do this. And she, my mother-in-law and my mom both live in the same city, the same city as I do. So I was so lucky. And my friend, she came in and did a lot of meals and did a lot of things like that, taking care of the things that I would normally take care of. She tried to handle some of the laundry and then she would kind of tell me what I was doing wrong with how I was doing laundry. I'm like, okay, this is this is not what I signed up for. But all in all, it was just such a crazy... It's like literally like being on a lot of drugs and then coming off of drugs and you're just out of it. You just don't know what's real anymore. And someone to come in and say, go take a nap so you can be normal is amazing. And I know... Of course, my mom is reliving having her own kids and redoing it all over again. I mean, she was trying to have me, she was trying to talk me into having kids when I was like 15. <laughs> so oh, when I finally yeah, had kids at the, at the old age of 29 and 30, she was <laughs> in hog heaven. But I feel the same way with, like, I don't, obviously, my kids are 10 and 11. I'm good. They don't need to be pregnant or be impregnated anytime soon. But the baby I take care of now. I, I do kind of feel like I'm reliving it because I still am at the age where I could have kids. You know, I'm a little younger than, than Allison, but it's still kind of on the cusp of like danger zone. But I still feel like I'm kind of reliving, you know, having a baby again, but not having to do, you know, the sleepless nights and the breastfeeding and all of the nightmare stuff. So I, I'm getting a taste of what it's going to be like to be a grandparent. It's going to be kind of awesome, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think about it um, like when I would babysit my sister's kids and I was, you know, between 17 and when I would come home from college and come to visit my family. And I am, you know, such a smug shit sometimes. I'm like, you know what? That was really nice of me. It was really <laughs> nice of me to be that young <laughs> and babysit. But, you know, it's like, no, you're a capable adult. You should help your family and, it, I don't think it really clicks in until you become a parent that like, oh, this is really, really, really hard. Yeah. And and then it's not until you have kids that you understand that level of exhaustion. Yeah. Like I have terrible insomnia and there was no experience with insomnia that I have had up to the point of having children of my own that could have prepared me for that type of sleep deprivation. Other than probably like military coordinated sleep deprivation tactics i think like outside of that nothing really gets you ready for being an exhausted new parent and kudos to allison for doing a show still not only monday shows but thursday shows i mean she skipped what one week and if i would have had something like this to do it probably would have been helpful because it's kind of like therapy where you can just like talk it out but i was in such a haze of like you said, just that exhaustion, that amount of ex exhaustion is, it's crazy making. It's, I don't even know how I put pants on, honestly. <laughs> just, you're insane. I bet. 
and keeping this little newborn alive while you're insane. It's like, can I, can somebody else take over for like two weeks or something? Yeah, it's... Or two months. Yeah, yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> Six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I applaud her and Jenna both for getting back in and doing all of this. Really, I mean, it, it keeps us happy, but I'm hoping that it keeps her happy too. I know when I get to sit and talk about Allison on a Thursday night. I just sit and talk and it does feel kind of like therapy. It's fun to just sit and talk and get to know new people. I think that's just like a, like a tiny minuscule amount of like what she probably feels because she's got her own, like everything, you know what I mean? So probably feels good to do it and get out. Yeah. I'm so glad that they were able to jump right back on, but I feel like I always want to contact her and be like, you don't have to do this. You can take a break. (laughs) I know. And also, you know, letting go and letting someone else care for your kid, that transition, as much as you want sleep. Well, okay. When somebody said, go take a nap, I said, fine. At least I'm in the same house that I'll go take a nap. Right. But when you give up that control and you let someone watch your kid for the first time, the first couple of times, it's very unnerving. And just being on that side of it is just weird. And especially, you know, Allison's history with her parents watching Oliver. I, you know, (laughs) I think about that and I think, oh man, I, you know, it's got to be in the back of her mind. And I know her parents, her parents, that's the other thing. Do you ever look back and think, how did my parents raise me? (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) What a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) You know, having kids made me appreciate my mom so much more, but then also question so much where I thought, wow, I don't know how I'm able to pay bills and be a normal person in life. Yeah, I I had I have a rough relationship with my mom and that was really amplified when I had children. And so I always when I was growing up and I was in difficult situations my friends moms would always say like oh I feel so bad for you that like x y and z is happening in your life and a good friend of mine whose mom passed away fairly young she would tell me like I you know she would talk to me about different things that were happening in my life and she would say you know I'm so sad for you because you're not going to understand how heartbreaking this is to see you going through as a mother until you yourself are a mother and once I had kids and I looked back and I was like, oh, damn it, she was right. Oh, <laughs> looking, looking back on a lot of things, it once I had children, it was really taxing on my relationship with my mom. And so I'm glad that Alice said that she feels good about her mom caring for Elliot and caring for her in this time. Because I know it was kind of touchy after they got married and possibly some other stuff but it's nice to hear that this experience is giving them a different level and different kind of bonding and i think that you know jenna has let her guard down and hired a babysitter now allison will and you know i'm still available i can watch both of them it's not too much (laughs) (laughs) totally gratuitous you know, driving an hour and a half or an hour to go watch her kid, I would do it. <laughs> or both. <laughs> All right, that was crappy. Have either of you heard of this Lale thing? They're talking about the kids in in Uruguay yelling Lale. No, that was disturbing. <laughs> yes. If kids no thanks. Old, kids too old to be breastfeeding is just creepy, and I know it's it's so. Um, what's the word? It's just, 
it's our own culture and society to be grossed out by that because it's weird, especially if you've breastfed, your kid has a tooth or can say, I want, if I, if your kid says la lay, I'm pretty sure you can just go la lay yourself and get your own drink. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just too weird. I, I Well, I understand it in places where other food is scarce. True. We are pretty You know what I mean? Where, you know, where it's like, oh, okay, we don't have all of the options available to us in other more developed countries. But here in Seattle, like people are pretty granola and there's a lot of extended breastfeeding going on. Extended breastfeeding. (laughs) That's what they call it is extended breastfeeding. I picture it extended breastfeeding cafes in Seattle. (laughs) It's, um, it's very hard. Like I am one of those people whose emotions are immediately on their face. And so I always have to like immediately avert my eyes because the look of horror will not, I mean, you will have to digest it as much as that kid has to extend breastfeed, digest your milk, because it's just, I'm horrified that like your kid can walk and talk and chew Yes, <laughs> and go to preschool and you're still putting them on the boob. I don't like any of it. And Lale, yelling Lale does not help any of it. It's just, yeah, I realize there might be lacking in some food in certain places, so they get a pass, but Seattle? <laughs> no. I, by the way, love, freaking love Seattle, and this is a shout out to Becky, who is not in Seattle, but she's in the Seattle area. I can't remember the city she lives in now. Darn it. She in Bellevue? Yes, thank you. I was going to say, where's the one with the, with the insane asylum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's in Bellevue so shout out to Becky I didn't know you are in Seattle I just bought my tickets to Seattle I'm going in Ju- July I'm so excited yeah, Seattle's co- a great right, when are you coming? I am going to the Twin Peaks Festival that's not in Seattle but the first night we're going to be in Seattle July 28th-ish something like that and then we'll be in North Bend be- and Snoqualmie and that area It'll be a great time to come because it's always kind of crappy until the 4th of July and then better on the 5th and gets better, stays amazing through the end of September. That's so weird. So the opposite of here. It's like here it gets really crappy in August and then it's just horrible until October. Yeah, well, we're in still the endless cold and rain cycle. So if you want to switch, you let me know. (laughs) Maybe someday, but not for now. I enjoy living in this paradise. <laughs> Although we've had a lot more rain than normal, so it's been pretty awesome. Okay, so Nothing Bunt Cakes. Have either of you heard of this place? I have not. Never. Only actually had Bunt Cake once in my life. What? Okay. Yeah. But you're not 80, so maybe <laughs> Mika might have had many more Bunt Cakes. <laughs> I don't know what Bunt Cake is. I'm sorry. Tea parties. I love Bunt Cake. <laughs> Because I am old at heart and in reality, but I like bunt cakes. And her talking about these little bunt cakes, whatever, we have one right down the street from us. And our neighbor, she brought them to one of our get-togethers. The way they 
First of all, do you know what a bunt cake looks like? It's round, like a donut. But yeah, kind it's of like raised. a giant donut. Yeah, kind of like a domed donut. Like it's kind of rounded almost. But it looks like a donut, like a big right. donut, but it's a cake. Which my mom used to make them. She would put this filling in it when I was a kid. And it was just the most amazing thing. And then my friend had this amazing recipe where like the frosting was kind of crystallized and like lemony. It was delicious. So I love it. My husband hates it. He thinks it's old lady cake. He's probably right. Our neighbor brought some from Nothing Bunt Cakes, and the way they decorate them, they put some lines going from the inner hole out. And the first thing I said was, it looks like a bunt hole. And I think there are a lot of times, many, many times, that I feel like I need to just not talk and just think things. And so she's trying to do something nice and bring these cute little bunt cakes, and I'm like, they look like buttholes. <laughs> they do though it's true they do and especially if you have frosting with lines going out i'm like this looks like a little a whole six pack of buttholes (laughs) it's a little aggressive it is (laughs) you're early for that (laughs) that takes us back to pop saget i (laughs) i don't See, I'm the same as Daniel. I'm like, I don't really care about cake. And I don't really care about pie. But if it's really good cake, if it's really good pie, I love it. So I guess I am a true fan. I only really like the good stuff. I don't like to waste calories on crap. But going to cake, my favorite kind of cake is tres leche cake, which maybe I'll call it tres lale cake. Do you guys like <laughs> you guys like cake? <laughs> I didn't get this fabulous body from not eating every piece of cake that I come across, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I love all cakes, especially the trash ones. Honestly, I love the grocery store cakes. Those are my go-to. You know what is so funny? And this is where I'm the opposite of Daniel because I've never really worked in an office. Maybe when I was a teenager and we didn't have office It's parties. the worst. But yes it is it's the office party cake and the forced oh we have to be excited about this douchebag that's uh, we don't care less about and it takes me back to of course Seinfeld the reference of like Elaine and poo-pooing the cake and then she really like craves cake but when I go to a kid's party I'm always oh I'm really excited about that sheet cake over there it looks pretty good until they spit on it of course but I'm pretty excited (laughs) about the sheet cake and the bunt cake and the little mini bunt cakes and I think it's all show and no go it's a bunch of little buttholes I don't really care a a good homemade bunt cake is pretty good but yeah I I don't know. I'm picky with my sweets, I guess, is what it really is. If it comes to anything else, I'll eat any other kind of trash food. But when it comes to sweets, I don't want to waste it on bullshit. (laughs) Unfortunately, I am a a human diabetes test. And if it has sugar in it, I will consume it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Cheryl. Like, I will eat any office party cake. I don't care. Like, that's the highlight of my day. Whenever it's somebody's birthday, that's when I know it's a good day because I'm getting some free cake. (laughs) Um, I hate to be a party pooper, but I need to get off the phone. Oh, you know what? We're almost done anyway, so. Okay. I'll say goodbye to you, but where can we find you on, where can we find you if you want to be found? I am on Twitter most of the time tweeting at Allison, so I am very much on her on her Twitter feed. It's at Shara underscore P underscore R O X. 
And I'm also on Instagram constantly posting photos of my children, if that's something that you're into in a maternal or paternal way and not a creepy way, so I don't have to call the police on you, <laughs> is Shara P. Rocks. And I do have an old blog. Um, five years ago, I had a bilateral mastectomy and breast reconstruction. And so if there are any of your listeners or anyone you know who is looking at going through that process, I keep my blog up just for reference for other women. And it's shutupaboutit.com. I'm going to put that a link also on when I do iTunes and SoundCloud. And that would be awesome if you would come back to do thank you for being a fan. And we can just like dive into your life and just one on one one time. But I'm super glad that you were able to come on tonight. And I know we went a thank little you. long. Oh, that's all right. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I can't stay because I have so much to say about the rest. But an, I'll, another time, I'll still have so much to say. Okay, perfect. Thank you so it's, much, Shara. So nice meeting you. Nice, nice to meet, to meet you, Mika. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. There wasn't a whole lot more to talk about. I have a couple of like comments. Is there anything from Thursday that you were super wanting to talk about? I wrote a little bit about like napping and staying up late. Like, I don't know. Are you a nap person or are you kind of a... You know, I am not. And I think I... There's two things. I feel like guilty taking one. And then half mm-hmm. the time, if I do take one, I feel really sick afterwards. Like, I feel like I'm on drugs when I wake up, and I can't wake up, and I'm grouchy, and it's just like, the opposite effect has happened. I'm just yeah. out of it, and my stomach hurts, and I just want to like, I don't know what it is, but normally, if I think, I'm going to go, my husband always says, oh, you should go take a nap. You should go rest. I'll go, and I'll think about a million other things that I should be doing, and just take like 45 minutes to finally fall asleep, and that's just wasting my time. <laughs> No, I'm with you. I am not a nap person. Like, I can fall asleep any time of day, but then once I'm asleep, I pretty much need eight hours of sleep. Like, there's no there's no getting me up from a nap. I'm sleeping until the next morning, if anything, because if I do wake up, I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to do anything. I'm not productive. So there's no point. I'd rather just go to sleep early, if anything, if I'm tired. I would say, like, only old people take naps, and maybe that's <sighs> somewhere, you know, someday we'll get there, but... I don't know how to just take a nap and then get on with my day. I don't. No, so it's impossible. You can, you can fall asleep. Can you, you? So you can fall asleep easily, though? Yeah, anywhere, anytime. See, that's crazy. My mom used to pick us up from school, and we would come out, and she had been sleeping for, like, 30 minutes. She's cool. Like, I'll just sleep while yeah. I'm waiting for you to get out of school. I cannot do that. I wish. I mean, this is uh. probably the most amazing part about podcasts being invented is for me to be able to fall asleep, which is not a bad thing to say about podcasts, but I do sleep with an earbud in my ear and I can listen to a show and I can just kind of, it helps me fall asleep quicker if I have something else to pay attention to than all the crazy voices in my head. That's the thing. I need something to keep my mind from getting distracted or else I'm just thinking and thinking just on a loop nonstop. So I'll either put on like an old sitcom, like a Seinfeld or something where I just, I know the plot line already. So I can just kind of like, you know, listen to the conversation in the background and then just kind of drift off to my own. Yes. I think in high school I had that insomnia really bad where I always had to listen or I had to watch honeymooners was a big one for me I would watch that and that was like okay it came on at two in the morning and I knew okay I can start falling asleep now that was my show I can watch 
And Seinfeld's a good one. Any, like you said, if you already know what's going to happen, you can close your eyes. You can see it all happening. You're not missing anything. And then it was the Twin Peaks soundtrack. That was what I needed to go to sleep. That was, okay, I got to play this. That's what I need. And I knew by a certain song, I'd fall asleep. But it's hard when you sleep with someone else to have TV on or music on. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then I started having one of those, like a jogger's uh, little radio. And I used to listen to this uh, this AM station that had this guy. It was this coast to coast show where he would talk. <gasps> I've heard Did of you? that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he was talking about like aliens or like. Yes. Time it's all travel. the trippy shit. Yes. yes. I love it. So that was what I would go to sleep to. Okay, cool. I have had you know headphones on i can listen to that and but there was no you know you could there were no timers there were you just had it on all night and if you woke up Uh you could still listen to it again but it might wake you up and that's Uh what i used to listen to when i first had kids it was always coast to coast was on all the time it was either in my head or i had a little radio next to me but then with podcast at least i can just put an earbud in and i and with you know, iPods and modern technology. I can just put a timer on for 30 minutes and then it turns off and everything's fine. But yeah, falling asleep just naturally is very hard. Really yeah, I hard can't do that. It's impossible. And I don't understand the people that can do that. I don't. Yeah. My, my husband's like that. My mom's like that. There's certain people that you can just sit and they're, I'm going to go to bed. And then they're snoring five minutes later. I just don't understand. <laughs> but they are also people that can probably nap and be totally fine. Just, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I've had 20 minutes of shut eye. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend's like that. He'll always take a nap after work. And I just, I don't understand. And then by the time he wakes up from his nap, then I'm pretty much getting ready for bed. So we're always kind of like one off from each other. But... It's it works for him. I just I, once I'm asleep, I just need to be asleep until until sunrise. I think I'm the same way. If you don't have anything else from Thursday, do you have a JMO to talk about? Yeah, the one that I picked for this week was oh, our uh, sneaky and mysterious JMOs for arrows. Actually, <laughs> where <laughs> um, it's worry about email or text. Uh, previews that may pop up when somebody is looking at your phone and I don't have this one exactly but I do have it when somebody asks to google something oh. from either my phone or computer where I've been in a few situations where I was just like oh like you're all I mean, anal I mean uh, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> You know, but sometimes I just Google stuff that's not, not even, like, I mean, uh-huh, there is uh-huh. some porn, but not, like, some of the stuff is just, like, embarrassing. Like, why would you be searching that offhand? So, I just, like, I always, like, kind of worry, like, sometimes before my boyfriend comes over or anything, like, even if I do watch porn, like, I always do, like, the private, like, whatever it is, the private viewing or where it just doesn't track it in your history. But then some random Googles, I'm like, I don't know if I really want somebody knowing, like, what I'm thinking about. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's too much info for me sometimes some I would just delete everything is so invasive now everything and even just like what they're saying when you go on whatever website and then all of a sudden it's whatever you were just searching on Amazon 
I like, okay, that's creepy. And this actually backfired on, and this is a good way for me to bring up Brittany. And I'm sure this has happened many more times since then, but her husband, Buck, was looking up, finding some present for her or something on Amazon. And then they were going on Facebook and it was like flashing up. And he's like, oh my God, like I can't keep it secret. What I'm looking for, you know, it's just flashing. Oh, why were you, why is this all of a sudden up on this page? But yeah, this it's just too invasive. Like I, I just looked that up on overstock.com, but I left that page for a reason. Not because I want you to remind me that it's there. It's because I'm waiting for a better coupon. You little schmuck. Exactly. <laughs> but they know that they're, uh-huh. they're waiting for you to come. They're like, you're buying this. We don't care. Yep. That's so true. <laughs> Keep oh, putting in your face. <laughs> I think uh, that's a good place to end it. I would love it if you came on, on a one-on-one too. Thank you for being a fan and just yeah, anytime, anytime. Let me know. That would be really, I'm really always fun. home. Okay, cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. This was, this was fun. I was so glad I got to talk to two new people and I wanted to thank everyone out there for listening to the show because it's really fun to do this every week and to talk to new people and to talk to all the old people. It's just fun to talk about Allison with everyone. So you guys love Allison. I love Allison. Support her show. Go to her website and support her. AllisonRosen.com. Patreon is super great, but she's got so many sponsors. I mean, I, I can't even count how many she has right now because it seems like there are always some new ones and they're all good ones. So go on and support it. If you want to be a part of this show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And Mika, where can we find you? So my Twitter is pretty much the main place to find me. That's Mika, D-I-Y, M-I-C-A-D-I-Y. Um, and then I'm on Instagram. I don't really post that much, but it's the fake Mika. And I'm on Snapchat, which you guys are not weirdo. So I'll let you guys know it's Mika seven, 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 seven. That's seven sevens. And I think that's about it. Awesome. I already shouted out to Brittany, but Brittany, shout out to you. Lil Rafi, shout out to you. I love you. I love you, Megan. I also wanted to say Jen is going to be coming to my house. It's not going to be in April now. It's going to be in May. We haven't locked in the date, but she's going to come over. So anyone in that wants to come to my house that's in California or if you want to fly in from wherever you're from, uh, we're all going to get together and do a recording together, possibly in May tentatively May 20th. It could change by next week, but I will keep you guys updated. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Thank you and good night.